For this segment of Tech Talk with Johnson College, Dr. Katie Leonard hosts Michelle Bannon, city clerk for the city of Carbondale, where they share stories of how unexpected opportunity has resulted in something great and the power that comes with saying yes in your life. Well, spring is finally upon us. And with the longer, sunnier days, I feel a renewed sense of hope and optimism all around. I've been in higher education now, going on 14 years, and the spring semester always goes even faster than the fall semester. And this semester is no exception. At the time of this recording, we are in the 10th week of our 15-week semester. We're almost done. One of the best parts of the spring semester is seeing our second-year students going out on their internships. We also always hold our very popular spring career fair. At the time of this recording, our career fair is just two days away. And as we plan, it reminds me of my own career journey. I started working when I was 15 years old and haven't stopped. I was fortunate to take part in a co-op business program in high school. I was placed at a local company on Long Island called Atlantic Ultraviolet, and it's where my love of organizational dynamics started. It also opened up so many career possibilities to me. Originally, I wanted to manage rock bands. I had it all figured out. After all, I lived in New York, close to New York City, so I was going to attend NYU, major in English, get an internship at MTV, which would then segue into my fruitful music management career. Oddly enough, when I brought this up to my parents, they looked at me like I had six heads, and they said no. I wasn't sad, though. I kept working at Atlantic Ultraviolet and remained open to all the possibilities that lay before me. I ended up going away for school, which is what brought me to Pennsylvania. I continued to work while in school and ended up with two internships in my senior year. I was hustling and I was having fun. I've always gotten pleasure out of hard work and all the relationships you get to build along the way as a result. I've been so fortunate to work with people I consider mentors, strategic partners, and friends. One of the best pieces of advice I got early on was to always be open to saying yes. Whenever a new opportunity or challenge is presented, lean in and understand that you have the skills to get it done. So often we doubt ourselves, or we feel we need to possess every single qualification in order to be able to do the job well, and you don't. Oftentimes, people are approaching us because they see something in us that we don't even see in ourselves yet. Don't pass those opportunities by. When someone offers up a new opportunity or challenge, believe in yourself, the skills you've developed, and just say yes. And when plans change, understand that it was meant to be. I could have been really down about my parents and their hard no on my music management career, but I have the most amazing life, and I may not be sitting here today doing a job I love with people I respect and care about so much if they hadn't said no and I hadn't said yes to all the other opportunities that came my way. You never know where one conversation with one person can lead. I will never forget the conversation I had with my predecessor, Dr. Ann Papinski, about her retiring. When she first shared the news, of course I was sad, but then she immediately followed up by suggesting that I consider putting my name forward for the role. I will admit my first thought was, I'm not qualified. And let me tell you, it didn't stop there. The negative self-talk continued with telling myself that I was too young, too female, and not educated enough. 
It took my support system, including my family, my friends, and Dr. Ann to remind me that I should lean in and say yes to the opportunity. After all, what did I have to lose? I'm so glad I listened and I said yes to the possibility. My guest on this episode is someone that I admire so much because she truly leans into every opportunity and she says yes. My guest is Miss Michelle Bannon, city clerk for the city of Carbondale. We talk about giving back to our community, the important work she does for the city of Carbondale and its people, and how saying yes to new opportunities shapes a life. So think about that the next time someone presents you with an opportunity you feel you may not be ready for. Instead of thinking of all the reasons to say no, believe in yourself and think of that alone as the one big reason to say yes. I hope you enjoy. I hope you learn something. And remember, think yes. Thank you for listening. Well, I'm so excited to be here today. I know I say that all the time, but my guest today is Miss Michelle Bannon, who is the clerk for the city of Carbondale, the wonderful, beautiful city of Carbondale here in Northeastern Pennsylvania. Um, and I want to start because Michelle just has such a great story. She's just somebody I respect and admire so much. So I want to start with, because you just have a great story. So Thanks, if Katie. you could just share a little bit about what led you to serving the city of Carbondale where you've you were born and raised and yes. um, I believe you've been in the position what more than 27 years now yes that's 27 great. years yes that's awesome could you share a little bit about sure um, when I was in college um, I went to Wilkes University for four years and I worked for the Dean of Student Affairs and I worked for Residence Life and at that point I realized hmm, I think I was built to be in charge of things and secondly I was meant to serve <clears throat> pardon me and I'm, I'm one of six children so, you know, being in a community is kind of is kind of what I'm accustomed to. So went to Wilkes and started out in psychology, but decided that that really wasn't my um, my course in life. So I got into political science, which I loved the, the science of people. And then I uh, went to public administration because that's where I felt my my roots going towards. So um, took political science courses, loved it came back to Carbondale. It was during the recession years, you know, it was very hard to get a job. So I worked in a factory for three years on a production floor. And then the job for city clerk came up in Carbondale and I applied for it. I wasn't even registered to vote in Carbondale. Wow. And I t and I applied for the position and I went for my interview and, uh, and I was interviewed by five people on council and two of the administrative staff. And you were young. That must have been I was, I was 25 years old, yes. <laughs> Very intimidated because I didn't even know what I was talking about, first of all. Secondly, didn't know any of these people. But um, they were very interested in the fact that I had no political ties and that also my, my desire to serve. And they, they picked right up on that and they hired me. Wow, that's yep. great. This is a lot, I think, about the community. Um, and being one of six children, like I, I knew that about you, but so where in the order are you? Well, that's Who's... a funny story as well. <laughs> uh, my mom had, well, there's, I have an older sister and two older brothers and then there's me. And then 10 years later, she had my younger brother, Sean. And okay. 14 years after that, she had my brother, 14 years, I was 14. Wow. And she had my brother, Matthew. So there's, I'm the youngest okay. for 10 years and then wow. now I'm in the middle. Okay, well, I think that says too something about leadership as sure well like you said you're just accustomed to leading and being the leader and then the having family. the whole craziness of you know to lead is to serve I say that all the time yeah. and you know to lead with um 
with the family, like with, with, with two small kids at home because my mom went to back to work at that point, but then have the craziness of the youngest child for 10 years. Yeah. So that makes it fun because I, I find I find serving to be fun. Well, and I'm sure it taught you a lot about empathy. <laughs> <laughs> More than I'd like to admit with four brothers. I'm sure. <laughs> um, so what, in, in your role, what all does your work entail? Because I think when people hear city clerk and they hear, you know, the city like Carbondale, they think parks and rec and, you know, the office and things things like that. Sure. So what sort of put the reality to it? Like what all does your work entail? Well, when you're the city clerk, first of all, I do not have those phenomenal skills of being able to spell, type, and grammar. <laughs> that does not fall within my wheelhouse. That's for the English majors. That's okay. We got you. Right. Well, that's what you guys are for. You guys that's have right. a great talent. Um, when you're the city clerk of a small town like Carbondale, you do every single thing, thing that there is to do. You know, there's not one facet of life that I don't get to touch, which I love it that way. You know, I work with the police and the fire departments. I work with DPW. If your garbage isn't picked up, if there's a stick in your road and you write, you you, you tend to write the uh, loan documents for million dollars, lo- million dollar loans. You do everything that there is to do. It's a little bit of everything. So one day, like you said, you could be in a photo op for a big grant that the city just got. And the next day you're out dealing with a sewer Correct. <laughs> issue, yes. which is great if you like. Oh, I love that. Yeah. You know, you get to you get to be a jack of all trades. Yeah. And you're truly helping people. At, at it's all grassroots levels. Yeah, yeah because that's getting... what they're, that's what, in a municipal government has turned into that over these years. People don't want somebody to sit in an ivory tower and, and you know, delegate and tell people what to do. They want to, they want to see the people that serve them out on the street. I was going to say, you're just like us here at Johnson College. You're hands on. Oh, I know yeah. I've been out with you. So <laughs> I know, yeah. you know, serving people and it's really boots, boots on the ground and you don't just talk the talk, but right. you, you walk the walk. Right. And I yeah. picked up the comment from you, Katie, when you were doing your inaugural speech, you said, we're scrappy yeah and that so defines the work that we do we're scrappy yeah. but we get the job done that's right and I think no matter it might not be pretty sometimes <laughs> but we we get it done but we have a great time that's it that's right <laughs> <laughs> that's a must um so what makes you stay it's a love for the position it really is you know it's a love for the people it's a love for the position it's being something being a part of something that's much bigger than yourself and being able to step back from it and saying that these people have a great life because they've created that for themselves. Yeah. And being a part of that. You are a part of that. Yeah. And what should, what do you feel people should know about Carbondale and its residents? Because, you know, people around here, it's Northeastern PA, let's be honest. You know, I live in Scranton. I love Scranton. Mm -hmm. But even people that are from here and live in Scranton sometimes, you know, don't say the nicest things about Scranton. I feel like it's the same about Carbondale. And I have just always found it to be so warm and welcoming. So, like, what do you want people to know about Carbondale and its residents? I would say that what I want people to know about Carbondale is that they, they're such a phenomenal group of people. And I don't say, I know I say that about a lot of things because I'm very, very positive, but there's so many different aspects and edges and, and things to know about them. Their, their culture, their backgrounds, their tenacity, their, they never give up. They rise <laughs> out of every fire. They, they join together for every experience that, experience that there is to join together for. There's never a lack of, if you have a need, and you tell somebody about it, you'll have it taken care of by the end of the day. Yeah. And they and I've never I've never been in an area where everybody, like you said, just comes together. They no get matter. over themselves. Yeah. And that's why I feel like too we were able to just deal with the pandemic. Like it was mm-hmm. we knew it was bad, but it was okay. Like mm-hmm. you and I could still get on a call and laugh right. like about it and say, you know what? At the end of the day, like we're gonna work together no matter how much we might complain about each other behind right. closed doors, we're gonna come together and do what we need to do Correct. to yeah. move not just ourselves forward, but the community. Correct. Forward. And, and then not only that, but they, you know, when you, when you, t- when you, t- when you take them out of their anger or their, 
their viciousness and like let's say step aside from this and let's let's where do you want to go from here where do you want to move forward to and and then they see it and they want to get there yeah and something that I think you and I and and you do so well and I've learned this from you is just like using humor Mm -hmm. to sort of de-escalate right a situation and like you just I think hit the nail on the head which and again I think that's where the empathy from your family comes in and everything that that you've learned um just how much really getting to know somebody and what motivates them and then just getting them to like laugh and realize it will be okay it will be okay (laughs) have you always had that sense of humor yes I have (laughs) no I my my perception of myself as a child is that it was quiet my mother Uh, laughs at me when I say that (laughs) Rita Rita. (laughs) but with you know two older brothers you tend to think you're quiet (laughs) yes yeah because compared to them (laughs) you probably are (laughs) yeah that's great and I think too what you said about the community I think it, it you know probably led you to your love of just volunteering because it doesn't just stop begin and end with Carbondale for you I know we're involved in a few things together but you know tell me a little bit you do so much for this community again not just Carbondale but all of northeastern Pennsylvania so why is that so important to you why do you do so much and believe in giving back so much you know it's funny you ask that question because I I find it fun to volunteer I know I I, you know it's it's kind of like a hobby yeah and and I don't want to call it a hobby it's just it's just fun to see what other people's lives are like and and to work with them and to and to they let you into their lives you know I find that to be an honor and a privilege yeah you know they, people want to be connected right I feel like you know at the end of the day you know again if even like the curmudgeon ones they, yeah. they still want that connection you know it, it's funny is that the, the curmudgeon ones are the ones that end up being the most loving that's true they really do <laughs> I have found that yes <laughs> you know and they let you into their lives they let you, you know, they let you have fun with them and learn so much about them and with all the different organizations that we're in I'm I, I always I always stand there and think to myself like I would have never met this per- person unless I was, you know, given some time to, to the organization. Yeah. And how we're all interconnected. I think, you know, yeah. the work that we do here is connected to the work that NeighborWorks does, which is connected to what you do up in Carbondale, mm-hmm. which is connected back to the work we do with the school district up there. It's just fascinating when you stop and think about it. It's not even six degrees of separation. It really is that we're all connected. Right. Here. And it's, you know, and I find it, I say that about NeighborWorks all the time. One of my favorite organizations to give my time to is that everybody on the board and on the staff we realize we do have the same fundamental goals and visions and values and as a result we use each of our assets to be able to help one another out right like you said we don't like I don't have to be good at everything because I know I can lean on my fellow board members right exactly it's it's like making a pie yeah somebody's going to be the salt somebody's going to be the sugar somebody's going to be the (laughs) the, the filling that's right (laughs) so what do you feel like you probably have so many success stories uh, as you volunteered over over the years but what what do you feel is your big biggest success story in terms of any of the organizations that you've been involved with goodness there's you know there's we joke about them all the time we we have god sightings at in in one of our groups at NeighborWorks with the with the kids that come during the summer I probably have a god sighting every day yeah you know and it it could be it could be a big thing it could be a little thing but it's really hard to pinpoint that I know it's extremely hard I I think the thing that that gives me the most joy is seeing when people come together or you know, having some insurmountable, insurmountable problem that we never could get over. Now, all of a sudden, we're, we're at least eking through it, you know, mm-hmm. digging through.
through it. Yeah. And I think that's such a great perspective to take because I think sometimes people get into whether it's volunteering or even their own jobs and they do, they get worn down by mm-hmm. the day to day and they're like, oh, we're not making progress, but you're always, you're so good at zeroing in on, but we are like, look back and, mm-hmm. you know, look at the small steps we've taken that are going to lead to right. this big leap forward. I mean, there's, you know, there's probably a million stories we could tell about neighbor works right. <laughs> right. when it, when it comes, when it comes to that. So is there anything in terms of community service that you still want to accomplish? Is there an organization that you haven't served yet that you're hoping you have the opportunity to do so one day or? It's funny, it's funny you ask that, Katie. Um, you know, I always find that my opportunities to serve always present themselves to me. Yes. You know, they, they, it's usually by, we can't, can't get away from them. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's by accident that they come that they come across come across my table. You know, with yeah. NeighborWorks, I remember it was you know I was serving with Monsignor Quinn up at St. Rose. I, I elect her and I'm on the finance committee up there. And he's, he, he told me about neighbor works and I'm like, sure, I'll give it a try. And you know, at that, he's like, no, maybe you want to think about it. I'm like, no, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, then that's when the love story started there. Yeah. You know, as soon as you got into that environment. And, and I think too, they always say, what is that saying? If you want something accomplished, ask a busy person. Mm -hmm. So, cause you know, I'm one of those people when it's something I care about or like you when you know that mission really kind of strikes at your heart like you can't say no and right. you go back to well you know what this is all connected and right. I'll figure out a way right to to do it and because if not me then not who? Who. <laughs> I always say if not you then who that's right I say it all the time to our staff if not you then who yeah, and there's a reason they're asking so if they need my particular strengths right. then there must be some reason right. <laughs> and, and you know there's all the different organizations you know between NeighborWorks and them also on the board at St. Francis and yeah Yes. I, I serve on the Chamber of Commerce board. You know, there's always something to do there where there's little side side gauntlets that you can get down or I like to call them Alice in Wonderland holes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then people too, like it, it's like nails on a chalkboard when people say, oh, there's nothing to do in Northeastern Pennsylvania. I'm like, are you kidding me? Look at all these wonderful organizations that you could either, you could volunteer or you could just go and enjoy one of their events. Mm-hmm. Like right. just get out there. Right. <laughs> and, and having a small city like Carbondale, there's always something to plan, something to do. You know, we, we tend to have a very um, active governing body the mayor is younger well he was younger (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) you know we have a great council so they they always want to do something fun you know and and it's always outside of the box it's never anything normal they always want to do things that are fun and exciting and they're willing to roll up their sleeves and Mm -hmm. get it done i mean i know you guys have the wonderful like skate park up there Mm -hmm. that my daughter has like taken advantage of yeah there's that it's cool like it's something different Mm -hmm. and who would think like there's a skate park in in carbondale yeah and one of the first round that's right and and that all came about because the mayor sat with the kids when he first came into office he sat with the children and they said what do you want he said what do you want and they said a skate park yes and again that's just it's grassroots and listening to people and hearing what they want and they do use it because every time we've gone there different Mm -hmm. times of day there are other people there sure there are yeah Yeah. like you said he listened it's and that's That's, what they wanted that's what they wanted Yeah. yeah So, so when you encounter one of those sort of grumpy, curmudgeon people uh, who say, "Well, it's not worth getting involved," like, well, like, why do you what like what do you say to people? Like, why should people volunteer and get involved in their community? I, I because it, it's their community. You know, I, I can't make all the decisions for somebody, and I don't I don't want to I don't want to pretend I know the answers to any to any of their questions. But you know, I always find that if I ask somebody else what their position is on it, that they give me a completely different idea and perspective on the situation, which makes it even better then. Yes. You know, they may not have the answer, but they may have a different part to look at so that you can create something 
you know, exceptionally better. Yeah. When I, I find that when I talk to our students, I feel that way. Like I'll be all stuck in my head about something, even like something simple here. And I'll, you know, I'll walk up and I'll talk to one of our students and they give, like you said, they give me a completely different perspective mm-hmm. and way of looking at it. And maybe it doesn't change my mind, but usually it helps me crystallize right. exactly what it is I'm feeling or thinking or, and then suddenly the answer becomes exactly. clear. It's getting out of your own head. That's right. I always say That's it's a right. dangerous place to be. Yeah. <laughs> it is. <laughs> the most sometimes. <laughs> uh, so there's so many. We, I mean, we've talked about it a little bit, but um, as you mentioned, uh, an organization that is near and dear to both of our hearts, it's NeighborWorks Northeastern Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Um, we've shared so many great stories. Some of my best memories are times that we've traveled yep. together for um, the, the, the NeighborWorks Training Institutes. And for, for, you know, I'm sure most people out there don't know this. Um, but when you serve on a local board for NeighborWorks, it's connected to a, a larger um, national organization, and they actually pay for not just staff to go to trainings, but board members as well. And I thought this was just the greatest thing when I got involved with NeighborWorks. I didn't know that this was one of the perks of being a board member. Um, we could before, be nerds. That's right. <laughs> we could nerd out together um, before I joined. But, I mean, again, talking, you know, just thinking about being from this area, but how an opportunity like that helps you expand your worldview. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we've gone to New Orleans. I, I've been to Detroit. You know, we were, you, you guys were in um, Kansas. Kansas City. Arizona, like, California. Yeah, I don't know Portland. that I would have gone to some of those places if it wasn't um, for, for NeighborWorks and the opportunity it, it presents. So, you know, again, to, you know, you were, I, I had such, I, I had the, the honor of following you as <laughs> as board chair. I really joke that <laughs> You have larger feet than I do. Big shoes to... I really <laughs> to don't have big Literally. Feet. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm rather short. So, literally. Um, but, you know, you have I know you've gotten so much out of being in, involved with that organization. Could you just share some highlights? I know you sure. mentioned some working with the volunteer students. Sure. Um, first of all, they the neighbor. the thing I love about NeighborWorks is they set you up to win. They always want to put you in a position to win. And that just ekes through every single part of the organization. You know, they, um, and you know, the other thing is, is we have a great staff there. You know, it's headed by Jesse Ergot and, and there's nothing that he can't do or won't take on and, you know, we'll die trying. That's right. And, um, and he puts us in our place when we need to and <laughs> right. he's not afraid to do that. <laughs> but in a gentle, kind way, you yes. know, it's, it's never from an ego. It's never from a combative perspective. It's always from the perspective of learning and having a learning moment and moving forward. And growing. Right. And, you know, we do so much work, as you know, Katie, that, you know, between bringing 500 kids to northeastern Pennsylvania to do small repair projects for people to giving people the dignity and grace of aging in their own homes. You know, you and I have been in these houses where we got to talk to people and they were just thrilled to be there, know. you know, and, and ongoing probably, you know, they've we've done work up in Carbondale where we've had we've had people that didn't know how they were going to solve problems and neighbor work stepped in and made it almost it, it was almost a non-issue. You know, yeah. and then there's, you know, there's the other aspects of it between the unity with ourselves, you know, like for us to further the the organization, we have to get over ourselves and communicate properly and be able to move, move in the direction that everybody's heading to at the same time with our strategic plan. And, you know, I loved when we did rules of engagement. That's right. You know, it's, you know, that, that I love that because you know what, that's what it is. It's engaging. 
That's right. And you know, and it, not that not that the rules are meant to be punitive. They're mm-hmm. just to let you know who we are and what we stand for. That's right. And then again, we're in this together. We might disagree, but right. we're going to come to the best solution for the organization at the end. Right. I love our retreats. I mean, I remember I remember the last one. It was right before COVID, I think, right. and we had the event at at our my house the night before, mm-hmm. and then you know we had the the day, and it was snowing outside. There's just like one of those like perfect mm-hmm. settings and but like nobody wanted to leave right. like that and I just think that is so special about volunteering if you can volunteer for a place where you're like man this doesn't feel like work mm-hmm. like you said this is this is fun and engaging and and man I'm doing something really good right to help the people I'm in the room with but then the all the people that we're going to have uh, right. an impact on it's it's very profound and the mayor was there at the time she just right. gotten into she, she into office, office yeah. and it was just such a rewarding right. experience and there's there's even more than that you know if you think about our relationships you know you know by our relationship with each other you're able to come up to our end of the woods with that's right with our neighbors in forest city and ourselves in, in carbondale and and do programs up there you know when you say johnson's is coming to our area everybody's like oh my gosh that's great <laughs> you know that's just that's 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 a feather in our cap yeah. you know because we're 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 so interested in people having a great future that having johnson's come up and do programs with us is 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 a, it's a knock out of the park and again realizing that we're all connected because again some of the other work that we did you know it's it's really focused here um in like in this area but you know, we had our students get involved with some of the home rehab work right. that we did and when i ask students what's the best part about your johnson college experience hands down it's always experiences mm-hmm. like that so right. when i think about it, i was able to help bring two organizations that I love right. together and then see our students giving back to the community that they're from. I mean, I always say there's like no better feeling. I right. think you said it best one time. You said NeighborWorks is your joy. And I was right. like, you know, once again, Michelle it, it <laughs> gets it very spot on. It's right. just, you know, because when you can do work like that and it's, it doesn't even feel like work, mm-hmm. it's right. the best feeling. Do it with people right. that you love and care about. It's just the best feeling. Well, one of our councilmen is a He's a graduate of Johnson's. And actually, there's a lot of um, alumni up in Carbondale that are alumni. Yes. They're alumni of Johnson's. And, you know, the, the funny thing that I find about it is people get into this world because they like service. But they, they never they never dovetail the, the service to humankind to the service that they're in together. But I find that your students do that. Yes. You know, they actually they can get it. They, they get that. They mm-hmm. can put that together and they understand that. Yeah. And I think, again, because it's like so many of them are from here. And it's just like we talked about. It's that scrappy, just hardworking, mm-hmm. humble, like work ethic. Right. That they, you know, they know like they, you know, it's, it's what moves right. the, the region forward. Um, so we have something really exciting coming up at NeighborWorks. It's called our Ready Initiative. Oh, and you've, yes. I know, you've been one of the biggest champions for that. Would you mind sharing a little bit about sure. that? Sure. Ready is, um, it's, it's, a, it's, it's to concentrate on diversification and inclusion, inclusion. It's race, equity, diversion, and inclusion. That's what Ready stands for. And, um, you know, I, they asked me, one of our first phone calls was, why, why are you on the, on the Ready work group? And I said, well... I'm a chubby white Irish girl from northeastern Pennsylvania <laughs> that really hasn't been exposed to a lot. I think I'm a perfect candidate to be on it, just because I, I feel that, you know, by getting into getting in getting this into our hearts and souls is what is what's gonna it's gonna carry us through the day. And um, with Ready, we we found um, the chamber does a lot of um, we do a lot of educational um, seminars, and we found Joyce 
uh, she came in and did yes. them for us through, through our executive director. Senora Avila. Senora <laughs> Avila, yes. She, um, we, John Gorl is our executive director at the chamber, and he works also up at Keystone, and uh, had, the, had the privilege of meeting her there and brought her down to the chamber. And she just had a, a unique way of presenting the whole concept. You know, it's, it's, you know it's, it's a very cumbersome conversation. It's a very difficult conversation, you know, because people tend to take sides and they, th- they, t- they want to become combative and angry. Or they don't know what to say. Right. It's uncomfortable. And she takes all the significance out of it, the, the mean significance. And she just makes it, you know, at the end of the day, we all have blood running through our veins and we all have a heart, we have a liver, and here we are to live on the face of this earth and be human, human beings with one another. Yeah, I really appreciated the first session she let us through at our board meeting. Because um, again, I think we're all nervous going mm-hmm. into it, even those of us that, that have met her and have been working with her. And she, like you, you said, you know, that she just put us all at ease, mm-hmm. I think. And everybody was comfortable from the from the very beginning just sharing their stories and, right. you know, being comfortable even to say, like, yes, this is part of who we are. And no matter how uncomfortable it gets, like, we're dedicated right. to moving this work right, because forward. If, you know, if you look the name ready. It's race, equity, inclusion, and diversion. If, if yeah. you know, I'm a firm believer no man gets left behind. That's right. And, you know, at all times, reach back and pull up and because some, I'm going to need to have to reach up to somebody and have them pull me up. And, and we're doing a lot of work in West Scranton, right. which is probably one of the most diverse areas and we want to make sure that the organization looks like the people that, that right. we're serving, all people right. that we're serving. Right. It's, it's, it's just, you know, I say it at the end of the day, it's about being kind to people. That's right. Giving them a chance to be a human being. And, and let them tell their story. Right. Like we all have a story, and it's interesting. And right. there's always something right. you can exactly. find yeah, exactly. <laughs> interesting about, about another person. Um, so, you know, from from your perspective, how would you tell people to get involved uh, with NeighborWorks? I mean, certainly they can check out the website, but right. um, if somebody said, you know, I live in Westside, how can I how can I get involved? You know, it's you know what, what our our motto years ago was home matters. That's right, and you know, and it's the and truth. It does. <laughs> it does. Your home matters, and you know, there's there's so many different programs we can that we do at NeighborWorks that affects your home. Whether you're aging, whether you need some. Re- your first time home buyer, first time home buyer, yeah. some counseling to be a first time home home buyer. We do great work in that department. Um, you know, just even, even understanding the whole financial gamut when you're trying to buy a house, um, getting your house fixed. You know, there's there's so many different ways to get involved. And, and if it has something to do with your home and it has something to do with your community, NeighborWorks is probably at the source of it. And and I love that it's so easy to pay it forward through NeighborWorks because, you know, we've had volunteers where we helped them with their homes and then they came out and volunteered mm-hmm. with us and, you know, helped us make somebody else's home better. Right. I mean, one of my probably best memories, there's so many of NeighborWorks, but is when we all got together that day on our Lafayette Street mm-hmm. house and like all of our kids were there right. and, you know, all of us as, as board members and other family members and volunteers and, you know, we, we made that house a home. Right. And again, now... My daughter still asks about that. that was how many years ago right. and you know three years later she still asks about that and how are the people that bought it doing and how's right. everyone that helped out doing and that stuff like that like it gets ingrained on right. you know into like who you are and, and who you become and that's right. important too well and the kids remember that you Definitely. know all, you know all the board members that brought their kiddos and yes. our staff that brought their kids you know that's what we are yeah. you know at, at the end of the day everybody up here in northeastern pennsylvania we are so ingrained in family yes that's that's exactly who we are it's, it's it's with yeah. family. Yeah. And speaking of Northeastern Pennsylvania, so what do you believe are the area's best attributes? 
Oh my God. You know, it's, the, it's, it's the people, it's the beauty. It's the, the fact that no day is ever the same. That's right. No, no day is it's ever not. the same. Not in Northeastern PA. <laughs> we joke at like, I think we said this too last time that like, you know, I, I'm from New York originally and everyone says that, you know, the Times Square is like the crossroads of the universe. I'm like, no, Northeastern Pennsylvania right. is, is the crossroads right. of the universe and no day is the same in this universe. Right. And, and I like that. You know, I, I, I like the fact that we're able to do that. I like the fact that we have very interesting people. You know, I, I, I could pick up the phone and, and talk to a woman that's 99 years old and still lives by herself and she's mad because her garbage wasn't picked up. Or, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. or you, you meet somebody that's, you know, that that's a budding artist, you mm-hmm. know, that wants to show their work in our gallery on Main Street. And, and you see their work and you're like, oh, my gosh, this this is such a talented kid. You know, there's right. always... There's always something new. There's always something exciting because they're willing to share themselves. Yeah. And I think, too, again, you know, something that we take for granted is the fact that, like, we there is this sense of, like, we're all in this mm-hmm. together. And, and you know, again, being from New York, it's something that I appreciate about this area so much because in New York, it's like you can you can mess up and then you're written off, like, mm-hmm. forever. Like, right. no one will talk to you. Here, it's like, okay, I'm still going to pick up the phone right. and call that person. They, they need me. I need them. Right. Like, it's just how the world works. Yeah. <laughs> you know, again, that is how it is here. You know, they're very, they are very forgiving. Everybody yes. from around here is very forgiving. Yeah. Um, what do you think we, we take for granted? We take for granted ourselves. Like, yeah. I think that I say all the time, we, people don't want to own their greatness around here. And, and we're, yes, we're our own worst enemy. That yeah. came out in like a, in another podcast. And it was, I felt that too when I started here. Yeah. Like, this is such an awesome place. Right. And I always said like, Johnson College, are you kidding? You guys are the cool kids. Yeah. Like, but they were almost like down on themselves. Right. Like, no, you got to like scream this from the rooftop so you're right that is i feel yeah. very indicative of this area and they, they tend to talk down on themselves and yeah. I, I don't know why people do that i know there's no need they're I, awesome <laughs> I, get, I get teased all the time that i live in a world with unicorns and butterflies right. and puppy dogs you know me and, too and i like it there that's right because i do feel like i live there <laughs> we you know. visit each other <laughs> our bubbles are very close <laughs> and then that and that's because we live here that's right you know i i feel this sense of security and mm-hmm. comfort because you're, you're able to live in an environment like this where they nurture you and they coddle you. Even when we get mad at each other. Like, we come back around. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we get mad for five. But then again, it's not being mad. It's just saying what you need to say. Exactly. <laughs> Getting it off your chest and yeah. moving on. <laughs> so where do you think we, we can do better? Um, I think we can do better by, you know, building a stronger community. You know, that that's all it is, is breaking down those barriers between us, building a strong community. You know, and, and, and that's... talking to each right, other. Right, right. <laughs> Getting to know each like, you know, I, I find that, you know, when I, I deal with it every day, people come in and scream at me and, and, you know, you joke with them and they're like, are you mad at me? Right. <laughs> you know? And when you joke with them and you don't make, make, you, again, what? using humor. Right. To, yeah. Right. I don't need there. a pound of flesh. So. I just need you to be happy with your quality of life. Yeah. You know, that's my, my goal at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, d- well, this was great. This is an awesome conversation as I knew it would be. Thank you so much for, oh. for being my I'm guest. I'm honored to Michelle. be here. I couldn't wait. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Find all Tech Talk with Johnson College podcasts on iTunes and Spotify. Johnson College. We work.